Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Running Things Considered. And now I, I have some news I'm very excited about, and it's something I haven't told Zane yet, but I want to do it live on the podcast. So I, I DM for guests every once in a while, and I just shot my shot with this one guy, and I want to get Zane's reaction to this, too, because I'm really excited. You ready, Zane? Wait, did you actually do this? Yeah. Oh, really? You ready? Yeah. Guess what I got? I got Joe on the podcast. Rogan? Joe Mama? Oh. Woo! Yeah, I got you excited. <laughs> you got me. I was like, Joe Rogan? Joe Mama. That's right, everybody. I'm still back. I'm back. It's running things considered. I never left. I'm the greatest of all time. I made Zane look like an idiot right in live podcast. <laughs> he got me. He got me good. He got me really good. I was actually like, Joe? I don't even know Joe or a Joe or I maybe misheard him. I have a hoodie on over my ears and I've been a, have a little hard of hearing today. Um, but yes, we are back. Um, we got some really, really great questions over the past week or so. We appreciate the engagement over the, you know, for the past podcast or two. Uh, it's been really, really great. Um, but today, what we've been itching and dying to do for like the past month now, if not more, if not more, is just talk about. We're still going to answer a question at the end, but we have had some crazy things happened to us in the past month or so and there is no better place to let out our frustrations and our stories and they're hilarious avery him just alone has had (laughs) just the most ridiculous things happen to him lately um but i think it would be super super funny and super fun to talk about what's happening and finally when we don't have a guest just kind of divulge and get into everything that has been going on um yeah, so I think, but before that, we did want to talk about um, Clemson University cutting their men's track and field program. Um, if you guys aren't aware of that, it is a Power 5 ACC program who ended up cutting the men's program after just building a new um, indoor facility, and they have the only 10-lane track in the United States of America, and they it's do. actually a profitable program. Usually, track and field programs are you know just basically getting revenue from football and other revenue generating sports and, and a lot of the time people what people don't realize it's uh donations too so like yeah. us we i mean as we graduated we get asked like hey can you support the program which we're really happy to do yeah but um so that's usually what carries the track and field program but clemson is in a great position um that somehow makes revenue so obviously you know you would think that it would, wouldn't be one of the programs you would knock away especially a school like clemson where They've had 22 Olympians come out of that program. Exactly. Um, so there seems to be no point to cut that program. The The athletic director is notorious for cutting track and field programs. He tried to do the same at Georgia Tech many years ago, and they are still suffering repercussions in terms of scholarships, um, and they're just now getting back to normal scholarship levels there at Georgia Tech. Um, so the, the craziest part about um the clemson program which is why i mean there have been programs cut and you know there's like you know minnesota did they got it back they got it back but you know i think they got outdoor track back or something they got outdoor track back but you know there there have been many many uh in the recent but why clemson's getting so much attention is because plain and simple we're we're in the deep south and clemson doesn't necessarily have a great history of diversity no um and track and field you know is, brings is, a lot of diversity. Bring, brings diversity, yeah. and it's it, and not only is uh, is that they bring diversity. It's it's the fact that they're it's a very cheap sport to run, yeah. and it's it's compared with 
other sports which are not as diverse, such as golf, yeah. such as softball. They have a men's soccer team, which is extremely rare. Yeah. And that's, you know, doesn't doesn't bring as as much, I'm just going to say, color. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't bring as much diversity. With them cutting the track and field program, uh, they cut, like, I think it was like 75 or so percent of their overall um, African-American Di- you know, African American uh, student, student body at, you know, and then they cut. Well, seventy-five percent of the uh, non-profiting student. Yeah, athletes, sure, sure, sure. Which is a statistic that doesn't. It doesn't get brought up a lot, but it's still important. Yeah. Also, by cutting track and field, they cut three percent of total African Americans at Clemson University alone. So, at a school that is, has diversity problems, it is not a good look to cut a diverse team. Um, it's also just not good to cut track and field programs in general. They're super, 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 super cheap to run, um, and a lot of the times and they're pretty self-sufficient. They're pretty self-sufficient, and you're also attracting a lot of really disciplined, really, yeah. you know, just yeah, – I don't know the word is just great people. Yeah, you know? also – I'm if, not talking bad on other sports, no, but I'm just saying – No, but also it's like special. if you have a, a program with 22 Olympians that come out of it, that are regularly scoring at NCAA and, you know, and you have US a 10 lane track and, and you, you have, have one of the best lane track. indoor track in America. Yeah. It just seems it's pretty silly um, um, to be able to cut that. So I think the Instagram is at save Clemson track. You can go and follow them there. Um, also what I've been doing and have done uh, is just go on Clemson university's uh, Instagram page and just, you can hashtag save Clemson track and field or say shame on you for cutting a, a diverse program in a non-diverse school that really needs right. the diversity and i i know we're all tired of hearing this but it's it's something we we have to continue to talk about not just when it's trendy but just when this is it's very serious yeah this you know was I mean? uh yeah not only was it a bad thing to do by cutting the track and field program but it's not a good time to do that right now in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of all of the social justice things that are happening the civil rights things that are happening right now and just the human rights things that are happening right now, um, it is not a good right. look to be able to and, cut. And bef- before we continue this, um, and, and I, I know a potential argument would be like, well, it's not a, you know, it's profiting, but, you know, they, they need to save room for football. Their, their football is the number one team in the country. But the argument against that is there are so many other, I don't, I think we, I probably brought this up, but I just want to reinforce it that there are so many other sports that make so much less money that, yeah. that lose so much more. And money, also cost so much, so money. much more yeah. such as, such as golf, golf. Yeah. We'll and, just keep uh, it at that. <laughs> so, you know, so that, that's why, you know, the track and field is especially yeah. important. Yeah. I mean, and again, before we, we can segue off of this, but, um, they bring in decent amount of revenue when they host, you know, um, Great meets. Great meets. And by Clemson not being at those meets anymore, the men's team, um, I have a feeling that there is not going to attract a, a, a good of a crowd or a good of field um, going there just because Clemson does have really great athletes. Um, so, yeah, anyways, just wanted to bring that up because it's definitely an issue. We ran in the ACC. We understand that, you know, it's kind of crazy for a, a school to cut a, a big program in the ACC that has tons and tons of money. Their football program has a mini golf course outside of it. They have volleyball, they have it. grill, they have... Yes. Like, next thing, like, when you're warming up on the track and you yes. look over the football facilities, it's yeah. insane. And that's one it's of a many fields. Yes. It's a resort. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, so, moving on. So, they, they said I have a story. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so, so Avery <laughs> has a story. Um... It's pretty wild, and he's told it many and many a times. He told it on my birthday, I guess, when we were we took a hike 
on my birthday, and I heard it a couple times before that. But um, whenever <laughs> you're ready, it's pretty crazy. So, oh my god, my cat! Did you see that? That no. was amazing. What? What just happened? <laughs> my cat just jumped from the uh, couch. Tried to go on the table and he slid his butt, whole butt across the table and then just <laughs> slammed on the ground. That was amazing. I love it. Good job, dude. So this is this is maybe about a month ago and it's a Wednesday, a normal Wednesday, about three p.m. in the afternoon, and I'm I'm just you know I'm working from home doing my thing, and all of a sudden outside my window I hear a series of crashes, just like bang, bang. So immediately I don't know what's happening, so I grab my phone, turn on the camera, I look outside and. Crazy enough, some random guy just took his car, swerved, hit my hit my car, which is parked in front of my house, and knocked it onto the curb. Not only did he hit the car, Avery had no front tire left. The whole axle was completely bent in. It was dripping oil out of the oil pan. It was... It's done. Like halfway on the sidewalk. Yeah. It moved at so, like 15 feet. And so... And so I'm like, I, I'm in shock right now. I have my phone. I start taking pictures. Obviously, I look back. They're just blurry, you know, but... But and, and I look and I see the car that hit me. I acted quick enough. I saw him right around at the end of the street turn a corner. And so without even thinking, not even putting shoes on, I just start chasing after him. Yeah. Okay. And so as I'm running towards this street, I hear another series of crashes, just bang, bang down that other street. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And so I pick it up. And, and as I'm running, I see, I see there's a trailer that got bent, flipped on its, on its head. And I see another car that had a, a dent through its window or through its side door. A broken window and and I see the car I'm looking just kind of peeled up on the on the edge in front of me and as I'm running I'm the first guy on the scene I see people coming out of their houses because this was loud and and so I go up to the to and and I see the guy and he opens his door and he, and he takes three steps out and I can just tell based on just the motion of the ocean this guy is on another planet yeah okay he is not he's not here he, he's on Zoron right now <laughs> so he, he's a substance abuser not in a good way you know so, and so I, I go up to him and I, I can tell he's, you know, he's a little on edge. I, I, I don't want to, you know, make him, make him act up or anything. So I just calmly ask, I say, Hey man, like, like, how's it going? Are you all right? He just walks right past me. Yeah. And so, and so at this point I'm just like, I don't deer know what to headlights. do. Yeah. yeah. Deer in the headlights. I don't want to be shoes on. And, and we're right outside a lady whose car he hit and she comes just busting out of her door. Just like, what the heck? <laughs> so I'm gonna have a hard time not cursing. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> but like, you do your best. I'll do my best. Like, like, what the heck? You just hit my car, mother freaker, man. <laughs> like, you, like, are you kidding me? She goes up and she recognizes him, said, You, of all people, you hit my car. Are you crazy after all I've done for you? And and she goes up in his face and says, Look, you hit my car and points to it. And and he he's just kind of like looking slowly, head turning to her, head turning to the car, just like me, I I didn't do that. And then slowly starts to turn around and trips a little, so I, I, I grab him. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and so I kind of walk him back to his car. And right right before I I, uh, I set him down, um, I look in the car and I see, let's just say what he's done. Yeah. I, I, I see what substances he has abused. And as, as it's really sad, I'm like, okay, well, let's just, let's just hang out until the cops come. So I set him in his car and I'm like, all right, just sit tight. Don't grab your keys. Obviously, he reaches for his yes. keys, starts starts going uh, towards towards the uh, I guess the what do you call that? The ignition. The ignition. That's yeah. the word. <laughs> he pulls his keys to the ignition, so I'm just like, no, sir. So I snatch his keys out of his hand, and he he's just kind of like, what? He what doesn't the even heck know. Just happened. He barely yeah. even realizes it happened. So then I'm like, all right, just as long as sits out here. So I walk back, and at this point, there's a bit of a crowd forming. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm a. Uh, 
And so, you know, I'm there just like saying, like, what happened? Oh, my car got hit. Oh, my car got hit. Dude, I'm around the corner. My car's in pieces. It's on yeah. the sidewalk. And, and so as we're talking, the guy gets back out of his car and he, and he walks towards me and he says, like, hey, man, like, I got somewhere to be. You took my keys. Can I have them back? <laughs> and I just, I look at him like, like, hey, man, like, everything's going to be all right. Just calm down. We're going to wait out. And everything's going to get handled, you know. And, and I, I forgot to mention, but, you know, as I said, people were on the screen. Someone called the cops, you know. Yeah. They, they, they were on their way. Um, the the worst cop in history is on his way. Oh, right. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, but, and so... It's a movie scene. <laughs> so, I'm a... Uh, and so I'm like, okay, you know, just like go back to your car. I don't want to walk him there because he's a, he's a full grown adult. He's yeah. probably in his mid forties. Yeah, maybe even older than that. And so and, and he's like, all right, well, uh, I'm gonna go handle something. And he doesn't walk back to his car. He goes to a, a house right across from where where he uh, he was, and it, it seemed like you know it seemed like a squatter's house. Uh, and so that's somewhere I don't want to I don't want to get near. Yeah. And so, and it's kind of up on this hill right across. So he goes walking up the stairs, maybe like two flights of stairs. So he goes all the way up, and the people inside see him coming. They know, you know, they know the cops are coming. So they're like, I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah. They lock the doors, shut the blinds. So he goes up there, and maybe for about 30 seconds, tries to just get the door handle, the wiggle. Nothing happens. And so as he turns around, he gives up, takes one, two, three, five steps down on the sixth step. He just misses it, falls forward, and I swear this was slow motion in my mind. This lasted like 10 seconds. He just dolphin dives off this <laughs> set of stairs and literally face plants, busts his head open. Wide open. Wide open, and I'm just sitting there just like, are you kidding me? Okay, yeah. I'm already like shaking because this yeah. is a weird situation for me to be in to begin with. Yeah. This guy just busted his head and everyone's just like, 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 going wild <laughs> and so i run up there and and i look him and he, and he gets up with blood all over his face you know i can see a little gash in his head no he didn't break his skull but you know obviously that's not good yeah so he's still rolling rolling as in on drugs yeah. and he so he gets up looks at me as if nothing's happened and says hey man could i have my keys i got somewhere to be <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so that. i'm like um come with me so yeah. i i i i Grab him, get, put it, put my hand over his shoulder to make sure he doesn't fall again. Because I don't know how he's not freaking out. This guy just dove off some stairs and his head's bleeding. So I put him back in the car, shut the door. <laughs> Thankfully, he couldn't figure out how to open it again. <laughs> shut the door and just wait for the cop. So he he nods off. Thankfully, I, I made sure he didn't yeah, die. die. Uh, and so the, the cop pulls up and he's like, "All right, guys, like someone someone explain to me what happens." And then the girl who. Uh, the, the, the girl who I said earlier who got up on his face was like, was like, this guy, he came around the corner, he hit his car, flipped it on the sidewalk, he hit his car, he hit my car right in front of me. I looked at him, I said, you hit my car, he said he didn't do it. And the cop's like, well, okay, slow down, slow down there for a second. Um, so this is a lot of process, and if I'm going to be completely honest, this is my first call ever. This I is my first that. day on the job. I love that and, so much. And you could hear just the so sigh of everyone around us who got our cars. It's just like, oh, my gosh. I love that so much. Are you kidding Well, me? I hate that for people. But I hate that. It is like, like <laughs> such a great it's insane. intro for uh, just a cop to have being like, honestly, I'm going to be 100% transparent <laughs> with you. This is way over my head right now. No I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even, I never got trained. <laughs> this is very challenging. And uh, so please help me. <laughs> so as we're just like looking at each other, like, okay, we're going to be here for a while. 
he, he walks over to the guy, wakes him up. He's like, oh, like, hey, what's happening? I, I, I think I put – he had a sweater in his car, so I put his sweater over his head. And so he takes a sweater off his uh, – his head and he's like and he's like oh hey officer and the guy's like so um like do you need to go to grady which is the hospital down the street and he's like you look pretty messed up and the man's like oh no i'm i'm fine i i'm just trying to get on my way like come on (laughs) (laughs) this car was in pieces so he's a clutch actor (laughs) he is so the officer's like all right all right um so uh and be completely honest with this one this is gonna save us a lot of time uh, have you taken any substances within the last four hours? I'm talking alcohol. I'm talking prescriptions. I'm talking yeah. drugs. Anything. Just be honest. And the man goes, "Oh well, well to be honest, I, I have a high blood pressure medicine I take, but I have a prescription. I promise." And all of us who you know who yeah. saw what was going on in his car looked at each other, just like, "Really? Yeah, really, dude." And then the cop calls calls Grady Hospital and was like, "Hey, we have this man in a car accident. Yeah, I think he." Mix high blood pressure with medicine. Uh, so you need, you need <laughs> oh to get here quick. God. And so we we look at each other, just like, are you, really in this? Are, like, are yeah. you serious? Just believe this dude who has something, you know, <laughs> maybe syringes in the car. Who just hit like ten cars, <laughs> busted his head. Doesn't know where he doesn't is. Doesn't feel a thing. Doesn't feel a thing. It's high blood pressure. It's high blood pressure. <laughs> yeah. He just needs to eat some Cheerios. And honey right. Nut Cheerios taste a little better. They'll bring yeah. that blood pressure Maybe right back down. Yeah. 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 Get a Powerade in him. He just needed a banana. <laughs> right. So, uh, so then the, uh, the, you know, the, the cops, the cop, and, and this, and I swear, like, they make this story even crazier. So the nurses come. <laughs> I you know, love this. The, the nurses come. I hate come. this one. <laughs> the nurses come. And then, uh, and as they walk out, you know, they're like two, two younger ladies. And I swear to God, the cop looks at us and he's like, oh, uh, I think my head's starting to hurt. They have to take me instead. Oh my <laughs> like, God. And we're just like, really, dude? Yeah. Are you serious? Like, it, I wouldn't say that if I'd been on the job for 40 years. <laughs> and that dude's first Wildly day, inappropriate. Very. And so we're just like, unreal. Yeah. And so they do their job. And to make the story even crazier, I've said this again. And this this doesn't have anything to do with anything. Just just to paint you a picture of how wild this was. This is the dogs. This is circle, my favorite part of the whole As we're in the yeah. circle, just talking, <laughs> these two stray dogs just come right into the middle of the circle as we're getting interviewed with this cop and just start humping each other. <laughs> That's my favorite part. At this of the point, story. everyone's laughing. Yeah, everyone's laughing. That's my favorite part of the story. Anyways, so uh, but yeah, so that's I've been waiting to tell. Well, yes, but <laughs> not only that. So Avery was going to get his car towed by the insurance company right and after because doing, after yeah. doing an insurance claim which is a big process to yeah. get like money for my car which yeah. is you know like which is the whole point yeah <laughs> so he the insurance company was literally coming to tow the car in 30 minutes and a random tow truck drives down our street and saw his car parked on the on the sidewalk which is illegal a cop yes and then called the Tow truck. Called the tow truck. What? And then towed your car with a private tow truck, people that have nothing to do with the insurance. So you had to pay to get that car out right. of that insurance and, lot. I mean, the tow lot. Right. And then I was dog sitting for our friend Jeremy who used to run <laughs> with. And Jeremy was in California. And I was, like I said, I was dog sitting for him. Jeremy was then getting his car towed at the exact same time for absolutely no reason. So I called Jeremy and I said, <laughs> This is like the weirdest day of all time, but Avery's getting his car towed. You are getting your car towed. I don't know what to do, <laughs> and it's gonna be so expensive. So. It, it's so annoying. And we even went up to the cop. We uh, what's up, Kitty? Um, so so my girlfriend was there and was and as she was like writing down my stuff, my car was 
in pieces, in pieces on the sidewalk. Obviously, I didn't park it there. And so my girlfriend <laughs> comes out and it's like, it's like, oh, hey, uh, excuse me. So, yeah, I understand it's on the sidewalk. I know that's a violation, but the insurance company's coming right here. And the lady doesn't care at all. Yeah, just just immediately. That just thing like, is gone in like 20 minutes. Yeah, she's like, oh, well, like, well, if your tow truck can beat my tow truck there, you can have it. But I need to get this thing off the sidewalk. And, and we're, we're looking so at her just crazy. like, are you – what, yeah. what do, you, do you think we're lying to you? Yeah. Like, how are we gonna move this yeah, car? Yeah, it's like not possible to move. I know. It's like get behind it and start pushing. Yeah, or um, flip it maybe. Yeah, or flip it. And not only that, Avery. I mean, so I live on a, a block, and then Avery lives one block down. And my block, knock on wood, I say this every time, pretty quiet, pretty relaxed, whatever. Avery's block is pretty crazy. It is pretty wild. A lot of stuff happens. A lot of stuff. So not only that, the house across the street burned down. Okay. Like okay. two days later. It, it was like a week later. But so I'm already, I'm not over it. I'm not over what happened to my car. Okay. I'm still freaking out. And this is a little later, maybe like, uh, you know, eight, like 8 PM, maybe on like a, I don't know, like a Wednesday or something. It's the coldest night of the uh, yeah. night of the whole year, and and so you know, my girlfriend just starts screaming, going to the door, just like the house is on fire, the house is on fire, and I pay attention to it, and I, and, I, and you could hear through the door, just like crumbles, cracks. Yeah. And you don't realize how and wild a fire is because it breaks the glass until you hear it. Yeah, and the pops. Yeah, so yeah. much pop. So I go out there, open the front door, and yeah, it, well, it was like a squatter's house to begin with. It wasn't like some brand new house that had just happened to burn down they were potentially building a fire inside and they weren't taking care of that fire (laughs) he told me what happened oh did he yeah so so you know and and as i said it's a squatter's house i mean i i you know i i'm not gonna like i don't have a problem with them you know they're they're nice people uh and i I know a few of them uh they can do what they want anyways so call the fire department they come literally everyone in that house they know they weren't supposed to be there nowhere to be found yeah absolutely nowhere to be found and i got all on tape and when the fire trucks came within five minutes it was impressive from as far as you can see left on the street as far as Dude, you can see right to the street so many maybe fire 30 trucks. yeah 30 fire trucks <laughs> but it was an impressive job no they got there fast and yeah. i was like well i saw i couldn't tell whose house it was in front of i was like oh my god avery died or jeremy <laughs> died or somebody died and it's not good but then i couldn't see the fire from my house but you know what else you know what I don't know when that guy... So, I was going to say, Avery is a house fire thing, and then I had some random guy named Malachi come knocking on my door saying that he almost burnt a house down, and that's why he needed to sleep on my porch. And I actually let him sleep on the porch one night, and then he keep kept asking, kept asking. I was like, dude, it's freezing cold. Go to shelter, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, or you can just sleep on the... I have two abandoned houses next to me. I was like, you can just sleep on those porches. It's There's no difference. My porch is also smaller. Right. Um... And I saw him like a couple nights ago, or maybe a week and a half ago, on that porch. And he was like, he, he was like, oh, just staying here because you won't let me sleep on your porch. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I paid money for my house. Like, I'm not just gonna give you my porch every night of the week. Like, you can't just have my porch. I was like, I wake up in the mornings and have to do things. I'm not gonna like step over some random dude <laughs> on the front me. porch. Yeah. Don't hey, buddy, in, in can you move? Porch. Yeah, yeah, and I, like, gave him, like, food, and he just, like, literally I look, looked like he just stomped on it and then just left it on my front porch. I was like, Malachi, you're banned from my porch. I appreciate you're not a bad dude, but I'm not trying to have you sleep on my porch. Um, but anyways, so the neighborhood's been a little wild lately. Yeah. I've also been babysitting every day, and the kids are posing uh, a lot of challenges, but um, I'm almost 
done with that. Actually, the guy from Mizuno just texted me. Shout out. Shout out to Stephen Piper. He's our guy. He texted me earlier today, too. Did he? Yeah. Yours was probably like cool he, stuff. No, you could guess. You wanted TikTok tips. Yeah. Hey, Stephen. Um, is this podcast stuff? No, this is actually. Anyways, anyways, this was a, <laughs> that was actually like pretty solid. Um, Stephen has been helping me try and find a job in the running industry for a little while, and uh, this looks like a lead. Like a lead. Um, it's like to see. Wow! Congratulations. Thank you, and <laughs> thank you, Stephen Pfeiffer. Shout out to Will Kramer who hooked me up with a job interview last week. Hopefully, that'll come through in the next two weeks. Woo! That's the goal. I'm not going to say what brand it Cross is. Cross your fingers. Um, but it is a running shoe brand, um, and I hope that it comes through because your boy needs to stop babysitting. I'm too old to be doing this. <laughs> I worked at a preschool for five years, and now I'm done with it. That was years ago, and I'm over it. Anyways, um, oh, yeah, and then I had this one thing. What would you say? I, I, I was saying, speaking of which, I know we talked about this, but we went back to listen to some old podcasts, like pre-quarantine. Yeah. And I, I remember mentioning to you just how happy we were. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. You could tell, like, the enthusiasm. You know, we had dreams, aspirations, man. I know. Well, <laughs> it'll come back. So the vaccine is supposedly starting to be it's distributed, true. and I think that's going to help a lot of people. As long and as people take it. As long as people take it. Please. Unfortunately, that's controversial. about taking it. Um, but I think just the fact that information is public and, you know, it's public knowledge, I think that that will help open up the job market a little bit, knowing that there is going to be some sort of uh, preventative um, drug that will potentially help curb this virus because I still got to pay my mortgage, boy. And, you know, babysitting helps, but it's not great. But I will start teaching a pot of children in three weeks. Um, What's a pot of children? I have nine kids in a warehouse about 30 minutes away that I'll be teaching from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. every day. Um, Hustle. And I get paid cash every day, baby. Uh, All right. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so I've been reading a book called Shoe Dog. I'm a very slow reader, um, but this is the first book I've read in years, eh, not years, but in a while. Um, it's about the start or how Phil Knight, the guy who started Nike, basically started Nike and how everything kind of steamrolled into what it is today. Um, it is super, 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 super interesting. Um, it's kind of like the perfect book for me and I'm really glad that I got it, but I have been basically dreaming about the book lately because it's what I do right before I go to sleep. And I told Avery, I woke up in the morning and had a note on my phone that I must've written in my sleep that just said revolution versus evolution. And Think what, about that. And what I thought about <laughs> that is you, you're trying to, you have a product and is your product revolutionary or is it evolutionary <laughs> is it something that's brand new that you're bringing to the market that nobody else has done before or is it just a take on another product that you are potentially adding to so that's my revolution versus evolution I it, which yeah. i think is pretty i mean it's cool that i was thinking about that i do wonder what i was dreaming about and and, and as i was talking zane i think the perfect part about that 
is there, there's this thing with humans that we like stuff that rhymes. Yeah. And I was saying, like, even if revolution versus evolution made no sense at all, yeah. like, if you just said it, it sounds good off the tongue, like, I could buy into it. Yeah. I was also really <laughs> worried that I couldn't remember what it meant, and then right as I was saying it, I was like, oh, I remember what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you want to be a revolutionary, you need to bring something new to the table. And if you just want to, you know, be evolutionary, which is still great. Still you great. Know, you know. Just try and help to build a product. Because that's basically what... I mean, this is really what Nike started as. They had Anatsuka products, which now is... Evolutionary, right? Which is Asics. Yeah. Now is Asics. Shout out Asics. Maybe it's the people I'm interviewing with. Maybe. 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 I don't know. I don't know. Can't prove it. Nick, yeah, he can't prove it. <laughs> um, but uh, they just kind of... You know, evolved those products from Anatsuka that became they had you know spikes and marathon flats, which is also pretty crazy. If you go on if you go on Asics.com and kind of look at their like corporate board of things and go through their history, look at those marathon flats that they were running in in the 60s and the 70s. Try please go try and run a marathon on those things. There is absolutely no way that you could tell me that those are good for marathon running. They're literally <laughs> ballet shoes. Oh yeah, I'm like dude. How did people survive running? That, that that that's what I that's what I think is crazy that people don't understand about like, you know, like obviously it's the easy cop out of like, oh, the world record in 1930 for the 800 yeah. was 153. Yeah. But like in reality, these yeah. conditions ain't the same. You no, know? you're running on cinders <laughs> in dress with, shoes. In dress shoes with spikes on the bottom. Like of like them. like it, one of the big things that Nike did was. They, I guess, uh, developed grip on your shoes. Yeah. Beforehand, it the was waffle. just flat, yeah. you know? And yeah. So that, that's when you hear the Nike waffle. Yeah. That's where it's from. That was the first time tread had ever been introduced yeah. in a shoe. Last night, it, it, it's it's really wild when you read the book about just, like, how things have to genuinely fall into place perfectly for something like Nike to, to kind of orchestrate itself. And obviously, they took advantage of oh, every I mean, opportunity. Oh, absolutely. And he just had, like, the right people at the right time doing the right thing and having, you know, people just show up at his doorstep who ended up just being, like, these revolutionary people and running. Last night, I got to a point of the book where this random dude just, like, showed up on his porch and was like, hey, I think you should, like, put air pockets in running shoes. It would be, like, really comfortable. <laughs> and he was like, that's stupid. And then they like did, and he's like, mm, actually, that's really good. <laughs> I mean, it's just like crazy how these like people show up. And he said that Adidas turned that down initially. So really, yeah, could have could have had the Adidas Pegasus, but Man. it's the Nike Pegasus. Now, now Nike has, I think, it was what like over double the shares of every other running company combined or something. Oh yeah, every, I think athletic, just shoe market, athletic. Yeah, yeah athletic it's shoes. like, yeah, it's like sixty yeah. percent of the market yeah. or something. And, and, like and that. one of my favorite uh, thing about Nike is obviously they had good products, but I think they had even better marketing. They yeah. were the first people to ever, instead of like sponsoring like the NBA as a total, yeah. they would sponsor you know Individual Michael athletes. Jordan, which is yeah. the easiest example you can think of. Yeah, and they're only that they were the first to sponsor uh, college athletics. Yeah, you know, yeah, so he, that's he why Oregon and all right, that. and that's yeah. why every like the vast majority of colleges are sponsored by Nike. Literally, because they were there first. Yeah, yeah, and they they said they like went on this road trip and tried to get all the colleges. Um, mm-hmm. And accidentally wrote Iowa instead of Iona, and Iowa called them and was like, "What the heck is going on?" He's like, "But actually, that sounds good. <laughs> like I mean, it's just like little things like that fall into place, which I think is super cool. If you guys obviously you're into running, if you're listening to this, um, and it's I mean a lot of it really is just about running, um, which is pretty cool that the guy who started like the biggest brand in history, um, more or less, 
at least uh, you know, uh, clothing brand, right. was a pretty solid runner who ran for Bill Bowerman. And yeah, which is which is great, because running tends to be, you know, pretty niche. Very niche, niche, niche. Okay, so yeah, either or. Yeah. So Coach Megsy, what is it? She grilled me about it last time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. right. <laughs> if you're listening, shout out to you. Um, but but yeah. So I mean, like, if you look at like like the market cap of, of running, like, although like. There's not like a huge number, but like we're absolutely dedicated. And I just think the beauty of it is that runners tend to go on to do such amazing things. Yeah. There's something about the sport. I don't know if it's meditative. I don't know if it's just the, the our willingness to just do things we don't want to do yeah. in order for these long-term goals. Uh, I, I just think that's one of the, you know, one of the best things is not only can we run fast times and we enjoy that and we enjoy the camaraderie it has, but the skills transfer to other things. You absolutely. Know? Like, I, I wouldn't be time management. Time management. Like that, yeah. I wouldn't be nearly. And, and I think we, we can honestly talk about this. I was I was talking about this with uh, my massage therapist Tony the other time. Shout out to Tony Adams, my dude since 2011. I love Tony, love Tony. But we were talking about how like if I didn't get into running in high school, the chances of me going to college, especially oh, a D1 college, were not. And I probably wouldn't have gotten as good grades. I, I wouldn't yeah. have as much structure. I'd probably be a big knucklehead. I would have gotten into a lot of trouble. But it's just the, the structure of running. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was absolutely really no me. doubt in my mind that if I wouldn't have started running, I would have not been to college. That's just pretty obvious. Um, so, anyways, it's that there's a lot of th- cool things that come out of running. I think the running industry itself, like running shoes, is a gigantic industry. They make billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars, but that doesn't necessarily transfer to like competitive running. You know, yeah. like somebody who buys a pair of Asics, who buys a pair of Mizuno, may not necessarily know or even run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the at the bare minimum, they're probably not going to know who was the Olympic marathon champion in 2016. No. But um, I think that people are sort of trending towards knowing more about the sport. Obviously, YouTube, social media. People like Elliot Kipchoge, who nice. has a million followers on Instagram. And, you know, just things like that are definitely helping grow the sport, um, which is I think is really great. Um, and running shoes and running apparel companies are doing very, very well right now in quarantine because people are getting out the dough. Um, anyways, so I'm glad we talked about that. It's a great book. Also, I have a few other running books. If anybody cares, I can talk about them um, another time because they're fun to read. You think it's time to get into questions? I think it's time to get into the question. Question. So we're, you know, as I think we said earlier, we're just yeah. doing one question. We also wanted to make the podcast shorter this time, and we're already at 35 minutes. <laughs> Hopefully it was all quality. I think no, it was. I think it was, too. I think I told that story really well, too. Which one? The Oh, yeah. Because it was a while ago, so I'm, yeah. I'm happy it, it yeah, came yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you did. Anyways. You did a good job. Also, again, please call in 646-780-9218. That is 646-780-9218. You guys sent in some amazing questions uh, over the past week or so. Um, and we wanted to be able to, you know, just let out our lives for a little bit. Um, but we will have some great podcast questions coming up in the next two weeks or so. Um, my cat is rolling a ball that's super loud in the other room. But, um, anyways, so don't stop calling in. We do have your questions. We are going to use them, uh, in the next couple weeks. But if you guys have any more, it would be great to, uh, hit that number, 646-780-9218. Yeah. All right. So good at that. I can't believe I remembered it that quick. I was really happy with myself. Um, all right, so this question that we got here, uh, it's kind of a two-parter, but it wasn't really meant to be a two-parter, but we're turning it into a two-parter. Um, so congratulations on getting a double time. 
Hi, this is Alex from Granite Bay, California, and I called last time asking about crazy wildlife that you see on the run, and I got another question for you. So, uh, just 10 weeks ago, I had this, like, virtual race, and I was super pumped about it. So, of course, the day before the race, I go out for my run on the trail because I'm stupid, and I fall, and then I get up again, and I keep going. And then I fall again. But the second time, I land on my face. I get a black eye, break my headlamp, and then rip my vest, like my saber vest. It was tragic, lots of tears. I get home, and then the next day, I run this, like, Nike virtual cross-nationals race, like, super fancy, super official, and I win an IPR. So, like, that was the lowest of the low to the highest of the high. And so what was your running lowest to the low followed by like the highest of the high i guess like like what was like the worst that happened before a race you just totally crushed i i hope this isn't like embarrassing but if it is you know <laughs> so first off, I want to say congratulations on your race. Yeah, I don't. I'm a little confused on if you won Nike Cross National or not. <laughs> yeah. um, also, if you did indeed break your vest, um, I know a place that sells vests. His name is Fidipides here in Atlanta, and they'll ship to you with uh, our promo code, which is RTC15. You'll get 15 percent off of that vest that you are obviously in desperate need of. Um, we can't do anything about your black eye. I've actually had one black eye in my whole life, and I got it from a dog. Really? Yeah. Got hit by a dog. Jack Douglas. Jack Douglas. Dog hit me in the eye. Come on, man. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But we kind of wanted to talk about, like, she fell. I think falling during running is one of, like, the funniest things that can ever happen because a lot of the times, I I mean, I pick my feet up, like, maybe a centimeter off the ground. At any moment, I'm going to (laughs) die. And I have fallen quite a few times. The first time I actually ever fell was in Lowwater Park. Uh, where I run basically every day, and it was I was about six miles in, and I had to run about another six miles, and I tripped and I fell into the a, a huge puddle, and it was the middle of the winter, it was actually snowing, and right next to the lake, and I was like, dude, you got to be kidding me! I was <laughs> si- yeah, so I had to run like another, you know, six miles, so about twenty six minutes. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had to run it all the way back home, and it's like freezing. And every time I've fallen, it's basically been in the freezing cold and in the Terrible. water. Hate to see it. So yeah. this sparked a memory from high school, which is maybe one of my favorite stories of all time. And it's with one of my teammates. I think he listens to this pod. So if you do, shout out to you. I won't name your name because this story is a little embarrassing. So so we're just running and uh, we're at uh, Forest Meadows of Tallahassee, Florida. And then there's this little stretch around mile two where it goes downhill for about 800 meters. So right, right. And, and the thing about this is it's the perfect place to go to the bathroom because you can just blast down the hill. So as we're going, you know, my buddy, he goes, peels to the side, does his business. We, we keep going. And so he comes out, goes to catch back up to us, picks up a little too much speed. He literally, he hits a root, goes forward. As I said, dolphin dives, maybe like, like five feet. He face plants. Not only does he face plant, he poops his pants. At the same time. He didn't get it all out. Wow. That's an amazing it fall. just It really hurts. I told this story sometimes. It still hurts to, to say that not only was he covered in blood, he was covered in poop as he caught back up. Oh, he was like covered in it. Oh, my God. That's what a cra- – did you guys have showers at, at Giles? He just – dude, we did, but he just toughed it through. It, 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 was a, it was a you finish your run kind of team. 
you know, with the coach. Well, I'm just, yeah, well, I know you're coaching. <laughs> I'm just saying afterwards because that's a pretty gnarly I, I combo. It's definitely a gnarly combo. Yeah. Um, Not the best. No. I was trying to think of, like, kind of crazy, crappy things that have, like, or how I felt before a race. And I know before the state championship mile, my senior year of high school, um, I was supposed to take the AP literature exam, and I got too nervous for the race, and I didn't take it. And I just sat in one of my coaches' classrooms who didn't care if I took it or not. (laughs) It didn't matter. Um, School matters, but that didn't matter to me at the time. Um, And the literature teacher walked in. He was actually my high school coach's dad. Um, It was a literature teacher who called me yesterday. Shout out to Nick Stevens. And um, I was like, why aren't you taking the test? He's like, you're about to. I was like, dude, I'm about to go race. He was like, that's not an excuse. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm stressed now even more. So we get in the car after school because my coach refused to stay. He didn't want that to be like a – he didn't want me to miss any school. So I had to drive six times to Jefferson, Georgia, which is 80 minutes away each time, each way. Um, And so we couldn't get in touch with my my other high school coach, and he was like, we're not leaving until we get in touch with him. I was like, Scott – Mr. Stevens, I don't care if he comes or not. This is not about you. It's about me. And we took about 30 extra minutes to get there. And I started stressing so hard that in high school, I used to have things called auras. It's like a migraine, but at the same time, you lose your vision. So I lost all of my vision, had a migraine, and was throwing up behind a gas station, went to the meet about an hour and a half later, and I won the state championship in the mile. And that was terrifying because I remember getting to the line and being like, dude, my head hurts so bad. There's absolutely no way this is going to happen. And I somehow pulled it through. Shebang. Shebang. That's pretty lit. So my, my story was a little – it took place over a little longer period of time, man. This is my senior year of high school as well. And it kind of started when my, uh, my, high school, my, my first high school girlfriend broke up with me. Well, I think I broke up with her, but the way she broke up with me is while we were hanging out, she invited one of my friends over and I started flirting with them. Are you serious? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Also, but that was that your only other girlfriend besides Michaela? Yeah. That's great. He's had a girlfriend. He's like a solid dude. He's only had two girlfriends. Me too. I've never... Me too. <laughs> um, but uh, he lives with her now. So yeah. whoever that other girl was, you missed out. He has a good job, pro athlete, and he owns a house that is going up in value, baby. Take that's what that. I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, bro. Yeah, secured our right class... We've secured right. ourselves in the middle class. So, and so, so, so that's where the story starts. I break up with her, and it, it wasn't a great breakup, as all breakups are in high school. Yeah. And I'm a little bit of a, a weenie. Okay, yeah. I'm a gooey guy. Oh, I was too. I had a breakup with my girlfriend for two years at the time, right before that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm a gooey, and so it, it destroyed me. Yeah. It absolutely destroyed me. The, the, and not just like kind of how it happened, but the way it happened. And not only that, this you know the dude she invited. That was the guy I took to school every single day to and from. And so. And so I remember one day, and uh, I, 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 I went to go, I pick him up, and I see a big old hickey on his neck. Oh, my God. I think she dude. did that on purpose to mess with me, and it succeeded. It really messed with me. So, so blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, whatever. Go to school, finish the day, and then the, the day I get, I get back, um, I, I've been kind of having a little problem with my, uh, with my quad up to that point. And so I get an MRI. And the same day as I was going through that, which is hard for me in high school, I get a call that I was going to be out for six months yeah. because I had a stress fracture in my femur. I literally cried. Yeah. That was the, that was I genuinely cried after that happened, and I, I thought I, I tried to be. I was one of those guys who like thought he was a macho man. So 
it took a lot for me to do that. And so, and so that injury with that took away kind of my personality in high school, which was running, which was like my thing, you know, like that, that was, that was who I was. I was that boy. And so when I couldn't run and also I was dealing with this breakup and it, it was tough, you know, I got, you know, <laughs> I, I remember sometimes I would, I would go aqua jog, you know, at my coach's house at 6 PM, which sucked. It, it doesn't get any worse than that. I remember finishing that, going, checking my phone, opening up a Snapchat and it was my ex-girlfriend who had, you know, self-harmed herself. Oh, wow, dude. Yeah. Just, just to her. And so that was like, oh my gosh. Um, I mean, she, 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 she's not a bad girl, but you know, it was just not, not, not a great fit for both of us. And it was a bad time. But so I was going to that, that lasted for about, about a month and a half. And I was doing everything I could to get healthy. I would stretch. I would, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't go to lunch. Instead, I would, I would bike all the way through lunch. So I would go to class. I couldn't pay attention because my, there's so much going on in my mind. I would bike and then finish class and then finish, do my homework right after school and then aqua jog around 6 p.m. to around 8 p.m. with my coach. And so that was by far the hardest time of my life. But the best part of this story, which kind of like defined who I am, is, is after, after a bit, um, I – you know, I, I, I got just healthy enough to compete at the district meet. So at Florida's district, region, state, top four qualify from each. I got just healthy enough to just barely make it through the rounds. I ran 428 in the mile and like 157 in the 800, which was pretty off my PRs at the time to make it through. And then going over the state meet, um, I, I still wasn't really running workouts. I was still in and out of the pool running a little bit. Going up to that state meet, you know, like I had been through enough, like it couldn't really get to me. There wasn't really pressure on it because I, I was just kind of ingrained. I had so many calluses in my brain from all that training. And so it, it comes up. So this is all in one day. The four by eight, I'm anchoring. This is my first really hard, eight, hard 800. So I soloed a 154 low, which was at that time a big breakthrough. So that gave me a little bit of confidence. Going through for the mile. It was me versus the, the high school rival, Suki Coleslaw, who ran 405 at the yeah. state meet the, the year before. Yeah. But I could tell he wasn't exactly going for a hot time. So I just I just sit on him as best I could. And with 300 to go, I made a move. We were really, literally neck and neck for 200 meters, leaning the line, get my first state title in the mile. The 800 comes up. I'm toasted, okay? I don't have much, much work on my feet up to that. I was just been aqua jogging. So my legs are done. And I, I, I may have shown this video, but they, they shoot the gun off. I'm literally walking. Within the first 100 meters, I'm behind by 50 meters just because I have no spring in my step. But as I said, I had calluses in my brain. Like pain didn't really mean much to me. And so I slowly closed that gap. I was with him with 200 to go, just gave it all I had, finished up, won my second state title. Four by four, I did pretty good, but just that was maybe – the best I've ever felt of how low I was to how high I was. And I continued on once I started running. I, I, I ran some great times that summer that kind of put me in the, put me as one of like the best high schoolers of that class. But it was really that, 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 that breakup. Cause you know, as I said, I'm a gooey guy. That breakup messed me up. That breakup to those state titles was the lowest I've ever been to in relative, definitely the highest I've ever been. Well, that's great. You told that very well. Um, I definitely could get into some low shit, but shit, low stuff. Crap. But I'm not going to uh, at the moment. But that was great. You did a very, very good job. Thank and, you. And um, that was the best you've ever spoken. I that think I'm saying. on one today. I think you are. 
You should read our outro. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we don't have an outro to read. Joe, Joe Mama. Joe Mama. Another Joe Mama show. <laughs> so uh, I, I think we're, we wrap it up. Yeah, uh, definitely wrap it up. We are one minute less than I think the other podcast was at this point. Um, anyways, call in the number 646-780-9218. That's 646-780-9218. Call, text, leave a voicemail with us. We are going to get to it. Um, oh, shoot. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold everyone. on, everybody. Come on. Hold on, people. Hold on. Oh, my God. One second. Give that was so second. good, dude. That was so good. I told Steven Stukes that I'd shout him out. Let's go, Steven. On this podcast because he wanted to talk to me about apples. He said the Honeycrisp is the best apple. <laughs> the crispiness and universal likeness proves its superiority. And we appreciate the final, um, you know, uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. The final uh, conclusion on what the best apple in the world truly is. And it is, as Stephen Souk says, it is the Honeycrisp. Thank you so much for listening. And stay tuned for our guest next week, Joe Mama. Joe Mama. We're going to get into it. <laughs> get in, yeah. <laughs> Have a good one. Craig Angles. Sometimes I don't want to be happy. Don't hold it against me If I'm down, just leave me there Let me be sad Yeah I don't wanna get up out of bed this season All bad days walk away, leave me bleeding It's fuck you and you Fuck today, fuck this pain I've been feeling I've got